every day. Every day. Every day. I will spend time with God. I will pray. I will pray. 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 I will pray. I will be holy. I will be holy. 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 I will be holy. I will be holy. I will fulfill God's purpose for me and my generation. My generation. My generation. I will fulfill God's purpose. God's purpose for my generation. For me and my generation. My generation. I will live the vow. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Say whenever. Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. Skip down to verse 12. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. Because he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. Let's pray. Jesus, we love you. God, we want to be of the tribe that perseveres. Lord, we are determined and resolute. But God, we need your power and we need your strength. On our own, we'll fall so miserably short. So tonight, we as weak people throw ourselves before your feet and we say, Jesus, help us. Help us to finish this race. Help us to persevere. We love you, God. Amen. I love to think about the guys that really did persevere. Obviously, all of us love the scriptures and we love the different personalities that we read about in the Bible, but some of them obviously stick out because some of them had easy lives Some of them had hard lives, but those that honestly have the phenomenal testimony, none of them have a glorious testimony without trials. Trials mark, uh, difficulty marks the great men and women of God in the scriptures. Whether you're talking about Deborah or Daniel or you go through any of them, all throughout the Bible, the examples that we have, none of them had the good life. And I think that's interesting because when I listen to what is so often comes across the radio or on the podcasts or whatever, there is a theology that is out there today that is this. If you come to Jesus, Jesus meets all of your needs, and Jesus is a great means to an end. The end is your happiness, and the end is the good life. And I want to tell you tonight that when we read the scriptures, all of us know, and I want to just talk about it right here as your 21-year-old leaders You guys are not um, just people that were saying, hey, we hope you make it for your sake. Or God hopes you make it for your sake. Or you ought to make it for your sake. But over the years, obviously, desperation's been going a long time. And you guys have come here to become disciples and to become leaders. And when I look at the great many that I have seen that at one time had a fascinated heart, that at one time sat and prayed and sought God and only a few years later have given up on intensity. I'm so saddened. And I look at what we're called to do in order to reach our generation. All of you will be a part of different local churches. You'll be a part of different expressions. I'm not necessarily talking about us in terms of New Life Church, but I am talking about you and I are leaders, you're here, we're praying a lot, we've taken this vow. I mean, we're, we're, I know, you know, we're, you think I'm a little bit older than you, but give or take a decade, we're all pretty close. 
And in our generation, we're going to be leaders. And it's not so much that I'm talking tonight about, about just the ramifications for you, but I'm thinking of, uh, out of the people in this room, the hundreds and even thousands of people that will be affected based upon if you persevere or if you don't. Because I can tell you, I could give you specific names of people that had a, a desire to persevere for themselves, And when they decided to not persevere, it didn't just affect their own heart or their own family. But there was negative repercussions among many. Your leaders, you're called, you're here. And as we pray and take a vow, and when you're in, a, in an accountability group that's, that's charging and pressing, these are the days. Not to say, oh, that was the spiritual high days. No, if that happens, then you lose and we lose. This is not the spiritual high moment. This is not the spiritual high year. This is a year of grounding and going deep in order that you take it deeper and deeper as the years go by. This is like grade school in God. This is like elementary. This is primary school. This is peewee. This is preschool. You're all in a minivan right now. We're on our way to maturity. And I want to encourage you, I want to encourage you here in this year to go deep. I want to encourage you to persevere and to say it goes way beyond you. It goes way beyond just for your own heart and your own sake. I love to look at the guys that have persevered, you know. I love to look at Job. Job is a guy that he didn't necessarily have the come to Jesus moment and then everything go his way. You and I know the story when we read Job 1 and 2 where he lost his family, he lost his health, he lost his, his livestock, his house, he lost everything, even to the point of being sick. And there's the great line, you know, we all love the line where it says, when Job had lost everything, then Job 2, it says he went and he worshipped. But you know what my favorite line is? Even beyond that, is as he begins to hear the cries of his friends and his wife, his wife says, curse God and die. That's a hard day. When your wife says, curse God and die, give up, buddy. When your friends say, Man, stop, give up. And Job says, man, even, my, even my, my breath, you know, makes my wife ill. I am like, I'm in a miserable place. Job 18, you get down to the fundamental core of what existed within Job's heart. He says this, Job 18, 25, he says, write this on a rock. I love that. That's a little bit of the, Gang fighter, you know, street fighter talk right there. It's kind of a, all right. Hey, everybody. Hey, you suckers. Listen to this. Write this on a rock. And I know that my Redeemer lives. And in the end, stand upon the earth. And though my flesh be destroyed, with my own eyes I will behold God. When you get down into a man that perseveres, he starts talking about God. And he says, I will behold him. You want to know what lives inside of me, Job 2? I'm a worshiper. I stare at God. 
You want to know what's at my core when even my wife says to curse God and die and my friends are, have given up on me and, everybody, and everything has not gone my way? Nothing in terms of earthly circumstances going my way. I'm sick. I've lost my family. I've lost my wealth. Write this on a rock. I know my Redeemer lives. I know who he is. And I with my own eyes will behold him. I'm a worshiper. I'm a beholder. I'm one that sees God. I think we see it, obviously, I love it with Noah. You know, what's interesting about Noah is that Noah was told one time to build an ark. You know, how many of us were told by God, 17, the Lord puts on your heart, go be a medical missionary in Zimbabwe or go, go be a businessman that, you know, wins Bill Gates to Jesus or whatever the thing is for you. That was a joke. And you know what happens for us is then at 18, then you're like, God, just reconfirm it again. If, if this is really you, then, then I'm going to apply for these 10 colleges. And you just, whichever one I get accepted to, I'll call you in that, you know, Russian roulette sovereignty here. And, and then at, at 19, God, you know, I just, I'm not sure. God, I just can't feel it anymore. So I'm not really sure. So God, I, I need you to tell me in this way or this way or else I'm not really going to believe that it's still there. At one time I believed. 